Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round two recap for this week's Rocket Mortgage Classic. And joining me to break it all down, it's Greg Ducharm. Greg, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. Uh, an Independence Day Friday, nonetheless. So, um, that is, I, I, that is, yes. Yeah, it, it, it's a big weekend. This is a big weekend. So, uh, yeah, it might be some yeah. long weekends here. The Friday off, maybe the Monday off, an opportunity to partake in presumably picnics watching and fireworks the mortgage classic oh no i was also gonna say that well, yeah watching the rocket mortgage um do that's all think, i have on my plate do you think there is some symmetry here with the rocket mortgage classic on the weekend that rockets will be shot into the sky yeah it's an exciting weekend one of my favorite weekends where i grew up um i was telling somebody else this earlier today where i grew up in upstate new york my my uh, godfather used to always say there's only two seasons here in upstate New York. There's 4th of July and winter. <laughs> so <laughs> it's quite a short, quite a short summer up there. But uh, yeah, so it's one of my favorite weekends. Well, congratulations to the 4th of July season for those who are, uh, you know, those are half of the seasons that you get in a year. Greg, we've got to do the top of the leaderboard. We also have news. We have been like in this unbelievable news cycle and these are our two new items that came out here on friday number one hideki matsuyama forced to withdraw from this said rocket mortgage classic after testing positive for covid19 of course we just had john rom do this a few weeks back at the memorial and so of course hideki withdraws and now i guess the big question is when is he available? How is he feeling? Does this put his open championship into jeopardy? What's next for Hideki? I have lots of questions. I don't have many answers. If if it were a, um, the U.S. Open or an, a, an event here on the PGA Tour, I would have no concerns whatsoever. But with the um, the the extremely um, stern, strict, I guess is the word, extremely Tight, strict, strict COVID yeah. protocols that the open championship has, um, it's definitely concerning. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised from what, from everything I've read. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they just said, hey, you can't play. We, you can't play at all because it, it was, um, like if you were contract, if you were exposed to it, right through contra- uh, contact tracing, excuse me. Um, then all of a sudden you weren't allowed to play no questions asked, even if you're vaccinated. So it's, it's extremely tight and anyone who's around it is basically, um, out of the event. So I wouldn't be surprised if Hideki wasn't able to play. I mean, I know that it's still two weeks away and there's plenty of time. And what we're used to here in the United States is, well, he'll probably be fine for, um, he'll, he'll be fine easily for the open championship. He wouldn't have any problem at all. Just it's very similar to John Rahm. It's a similar timetable. 
Um, John Rahm even was a little bit closer and was ready to go this Sunday before the U.S. Open. So it's a, it, it's quite interesting. I'll be I'll be watching to see what happens going forward. Um, but I'm I'm quite frankly I'm a little worried for a guy who's had a heck of a major championship season, even aside from his win, which uh, at the Masters. Yeah, the for those who have not been following along, the the Open Championship uh, restrictions are are much tighter. Uh, you you alluded to this, Greg. If you are um, within any type of close contact, whether you flew on the same plane as somebody going over there, you we've seen guys scramble. They were they were planning on sharing places together. Caddies were planning on sharing houses together. That can't really happen. That puts you at higher risk for uh, the, the 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 authorities to say who for the RNA to say actually no what you you're you're out of here. So it's it's kind of a, a completely different story on that side of the pond. Yeah, and and all of a sudden, if the contact tracing is so tight the way that it, it's supposed to be, I got it that time. Um, if, if it <laughs> is as tight as that, and you're going to allow people to stay together, you risk losing half your field in one day. So you yes. can't you you can't you can't really allow both, um, which so I, I understand the the room and board situation. Once you have the contact tracing, um, once that precedent is set and those rules are in order, because look, rules are I, I'm I'm all for rules, and I, I'm not going to get into right now the whether or not they're the right rules or the wrong rules. I I don't think that's the story here because it is what it is. Once you have these rules, now all of a sudden. Um, you got to make sure that you're not going to lose your whole field. When you're that strict, right. you got to keep these guys say you got to keep them away from testing positive, whatever you could do. Cause all of a sudden it's going to spread the, the tracing will spread whether or not the virus spreads, the WDs will spread. So it, it's very interesting. I, I, uh, I, I hope he can play. Certainly keep an eye on Hideki Matsuyama's situation over the course of the next couple of weeks. Two names we will not see at the Open Championship because they voluntarily withdrew. Sung J.M. and Siwoo Kim, two South Koreans who are opting to skip, Greg, the Open Championship to focus on the Olympics. Now, that might not make sense on the surface if you are unaware of what goes on here in South Korea, but there is a mandatory military service that you have to do if you are a South Korean male, I think between the ages of 18 and 35. And one of the ways to avoid that is to win an Olympic Metal, Greg. So these two top end golfers have decided the open championship is one thing. The opportunity to go to a 60 man field where you probably have a much better chance of winning preparing for that is more important. That's going to be their focus. It's no surprise that that is their focus. I mean, that golden medal turns into a golden ticket really quick. Um, and the bronze medal turns into a golden. The bronze medal turns into a golden ticket. Yeah, first, second, and third. It may as well be the same thing because you you just unlocked your entire career. I mean, think what happened to Sang Moon Bay. He's the guy that yep. I think of. He's the first player that comes to mind who was really building a impressive career. Not dissimilar to Sung J.M. I mean, he was a really, really talented player, had to go and partake in this service, and, um, and, and hasn't really come back since. 
So you don't know what kind of effect that's going to have on your career, on, on your game. So this medal turns into a lot more than what um, any other tournament could possibly be be worth. It, it could, I mean, who knows? The depths of it, we don't really need to get into here, but it's um, it's extremely valuable for them, clearly. Now, the next question is, how? what's the best way to prepare for that? Um, and that's going to vary player to player to player. So because of the proximity... Um, and be also because the Open Championship is closer to Japan than um, than America. I would I'm I'm almost surprised. Still, I'm not surprised that they're going to focus on the Olympics and it's it, the most important tournament that they've ever played. I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm surprised that they're not going to play the Open Championship because of that. And my my only thought is um, COVID protocols. Right? I mean, is there another reason why they, they have plenty of time if they need to rest? It's not like the, it's not like it's the next week, mm. right? Yeah, it's a good question. It's it's not. It's a couple weeks after. I would imagine. I don't know. Are are they just gonna? Are they going to get to Japan? Are, are they allowed to play as many practice rounds as they want on that course? Are they just going to go over Is there that what you, and get I fifteen mean, rounds? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I. That's a good question. I don't know what the plan is. There, if you had one tournament, Jacob if you had to know. one tournament, real quick, I, there is yeah. only a week in between the the open ending and then the start of the men's tournament for the Olympics. So, I mean, you could theoretically have if there was a situation where you would have to quarantine for two weeks at the end of the open, maybe maybe that could funnel you into yeah. where you be able to get over to Tokyo. I don't know how soon they're planning on getting into Japan, but I would assume they would have to have a, a a good deal of time ahead of time to be as safe as possible. Mm. So it's after the, after the open, you got the three M and then Memphis. That's it. No. And, and then, then the, Olympics. the Olympics. Yeah. And then the Olympics. Right. So, okay. That makes a little more sense. If you have to, if, if you need a two week, um, a, a two week quarantine just to get into Japan, it, it gets a little tight, I suppose. Um, but man, I mean, I, I think about how do guys get ready to play tournaments? How, what is like film for Phil Mickelson to go play all the practice rounds at Tory that he did to me is rare. Most guys play tournament golf to prepare. Think about Brooks Kepka. He likes to play the week before a major. So he, I, I guess everybody's different, but most guys like to play a, a somewhat steady schedule leading into an important event. So they get primed and ready so that they're. Um, they're not shaking off rust in the first round of the Masters, for example. They they've shaken off that rust um, at, at an event prior, so they're rested, but they're also in the full swing. So it, it's very interesting, and and the protocols just make the decisions that much more challenging. The Sangmoon Bay example that Greg referenced earlier, Sangmoon Bay, uh, you know, highly touted, comes over. He wins twice between uh, May of 2013 and October of 2014. He wins twice on the PGA Tour. He is a uh, member of the President's Cup in 2015, and then that is when he has to go fulfill his military service at the end of 2015. He comes back in August of 2017. The PGA Tour uh, put into place um, a major mandatory obligation category. So he actually got to, got to keep his status or at least um, keep it like a major medical exemption, Greg. And he was, he was, he was not the same. He never, never won again. I imagine taking two years out of your physical prime as a golfer. Um, it, it's obviously a very important time. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, now there are stories of um, of players going through military service uh, and continuing to play well afterwards. I think of Mark would know much better about this than I would, but I've heard um, Ernie Els and Retief Goosen have both both ta- um, talked about their time in the military before, and they they were able to play a lot of golf. And, and they didn't really lose, you know, with some of the officers that they had, they were fulfilling their service. But at the same time, they were able to play and keep their game sharp to some degree, um, which which I would imagine is simply uh, a matter of fortune. Whether You know, who's your commander? Who's in charge? What are their priorities? Do they like the game? Are you in combat? Is it uh, wartime? Is it peacetime? Where are you stationed? All these things come into question. And when you go into the service, you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get, especially if it's anything like the United States military, um, w- w- as far as where you live, you could get moved around anywhere. I, I, um, my uncles, a couple of my uncles have been in the military for a long time and they move station to station to station around the country, you know, um, regularly. And so you just don't know where you're going to be. You don't, and it could be around the world. It's not always here in the country, but anyway. I should clarify, he did, uh, Sangmoon Bay, that is, uh, did win a, a, a Corn Ferry Tour event in 2018, the Albertsons Boise Open. Okay, uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic here. So uh, let's take a look at the odds board as we kind of break down the top of this leaderboard because it's Joaquin Neiman, 10 under bar, backing up his opening round 65 with a second round 69. That's three under par. He's the favorite, Greg. He's four to one. He is tied atop the leaderboard with Tom Lewis. So two men at 10 under but it's Joaquin Neiman who's looking for his first victory since that Greenbrier he won a couple of years ago and trying to uh, you know rekindle some of that magic that we saw from him earlier in 2021 remember he had that Florida swing where he finished or excuse me Hawaii swing where he finished runner up at both the tournament of champions and the Sony open trying to you know improve on those finishes here this week in Detroit you would think it's the field to do it in, right? It's the field to approve. This is a field for him to get a win. Um, uh, I'm very curious to see what happens this weekend because he is, he should be the favorite. He is the best player on the board right now. One of the best players in the whole field. Um, and so he's definitely the best player in contention, I would say. So that being said, he should win. But this is golf. This is the PGA Tour. And the the difference between Joaquin Neiman and uh, Chris Kirk and Pat Perez and uh, Richie Wierenski is very small. It's a very, 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 very small difference. So he is going to have to play very well to win, um, as is anybody who wins in this event. Um, I, I love the fact that he's bogey-free so far. Are you concerned at all looking at the model, Rick? He's second in strokes game putting. He's 36 <laughs> T to green. If this isn't Joaquin Neiman, are you saying this guy's going to hold on? Well, I don't have to look far. I can look right at Troy Merritt, who has very similar stat lines. And I would say, oh boy, Troy Merritt is going to be plummeting down the leaderboard <laughs> over the course of the weekend. I, I guess the good news about Neiman is historically he is a better ball striker than this. So if he can kind of just revert back to the normal version of himself, doesn't have to play particularly great but he's already banked a bunch of strokes with the putter if he can just kind of revert back to normal he's still much better than a lot of these other guys who are in contention so yes I am worried I am worried that he's gained 5.7 strokes with the flat stick and that he's only gained one on approach over the course of two days at a, at a place that uh, is a birdie fest yes I am concerned about that but I I 
feel less concerned because I know his game is usually so strong. Right. It, this is not the norm, although he has been right. having a really nice putting season. We talked about that on Monday. Um, it, it's been a really, really nice season on the greens. So um, uh, for me, Rick, I am not um, saying that this thing's over by any means. Um, no. Obviously, he's tied for the, He's not even a solo leader, but it, it's far from over. But I do think he is the best player left, and I am not as worried as the model would typically say. So I, I think we agree. We agree there. The other guy I topped the leaderboard is Tom Lewis, which this is such a great stat that Jacob has. So Tom Lewis has has made one Corn Ferry Tour start in his life. He won it. He's one for one. Just like, let me just go out there, play one of these, win it, and I'm done. It was it was um, a start in the finals in 2019. Uh, obviously, plays much more on the European tour than he does here over over well, here in the states. But Tom, that's Lewis how he got his that. card. Yeah, <laughs> that event is how he got his PGA Tour card. If you remember, yeah. his agent said, um, "Hey, you should go play in this. Uh, you should go play in this event." And he did, kind of off the cuff. He wasn't planning on it, and all of a sudden, he goes and plays and wins, and he's a PGA Tour player now. So you've right. been seeing a lot more of him this year um, for that for that reason. And I thought for sure, because he had a lot of success on the European Tour. He won, I, I want to say, five times on the European Tour. And I kind of expected Tom Lewis to to have a, a really, really nice year. It hasn't it hasn't quite happened, um, I wouldn't say. If I can uh, no, I, real quick here about Tom Lewis, I, I think this Corn Ferry one is great because anytime Kyle compares the European tour to the Corn Ferry tour, someone like from Europe in the comment section will just instantly say, well, what about the time Tom Lewis came up through here and just won the only start he played in? <laughs> yeah, yeah and, and that's that's great. And I, before the comments go crazy, I should clarify, he now does play over here full-time. I was referring right. to him playing. Yeah, that's right. Greg is absolutely right. That's how he got his card, and now he plays over here primarily. And uh, the results haven't been all that great, but here he is in contention on a Friday evening atop the leaderboard. Max Homa shot a 65. He played great. Cam Davis looking good. So there are some, certainly some other guys uh, near the top of the leaderboard, but uh, I do also want to talk about some of the big names that that failed to make the weekend, Greg. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Notable missed cuts. Some pretty big names here. Uh, most notably, the odds-on favorite, the guy that was supposed to win this golf tournament at seven or seven and a half to one, Bryson DeChambeau failed uh, to, to really improve on his opening round 72, shot a 71. That's one under. That's where he finished the week, Greg, and he missed the cut by two shots. He's going home. And uh, also didn't speak to the media afterwards. You know, it's, it's surprising to a degree Um if you entered the week and said Bryson's going to miss the cut, I would say no, probably not. It's hard for Bryson to really miss a cut at, at a tournament like this. 
Um, but when you know what happened with his cat, he and his caddy the week before, you know, there's a lot more going on off the golf course than there is on the golf course. And it's very difficult to play when you don't have a clear mind. And, and it's clear that something is preventing this clarity, right? There's something that happened there. They didn't just it, during an event decide to say, yeah, um, I don't know. I think it's time to move on. That, that's something that happens comfortably at the end of a season not on Wednesday before uh, before defending a title on the PGA Tour. You don't just leave Bryson DeChambeau's bag. So anyway, it's very clear that something happened. Um, but I, I would say from a performance perspective, he was strong in the areas he's always strong um, and maybe just a little weaker in the areas that he's been weak. One of them, and I think it's his biggest issue is his, um, his distance control with irons and wedges. Uh, And he lost a lot of strokes approaching, approaching. He, he needs to be hitting more than nine greens of regulation um, no matter where he drives it. Only 11 guys in the field lost more strokes on approach then Bryson DeChambeau, he lost three and a half. He was second off the tee, second to only Jason Kokrak through two rounds. But uh, when you when you bleed three and a half strokes on approach and you are closer than everybody else in the field, that is, um, it's ugly. It's bad. Uh, yeah. Webb Simpson also missed the cut. I don't know what we expected from Webb. You know, it was kind of the first, not his first start, but he's only played twice since April. He's been dealing with the neck injury. He had a chance to make birdie on his final hole of the day to make the cut, and he made bogey instead. So it kind of looked worse than it was, but um, Webb's game, not sharp at the at the moment. No, it, it's not. Um, now, that being said, to go shoot one under, like just like Bryson, the, the margin for uh, contending in an event and and missing the cut in an event is next to nothing, right? Think about Abraham answer, what he did last week. It happens all the time, right? These guys, if you're sitting there right now in this tournament and you just made the cut, you're, you're seven shots back and you're in the mix. You make the cut, you can win. And, and it's really, there are a lot more events. At least it seems like this. Um, it seems like a lot more events on the PGA tour are getting to where the leader through two rounds and the guy who just made the cut through two rounds is a lot tighter. Um, I've been, there's been a lot of six and seven stroke differences between the cut and the, and the leader this year, which, um, which to me makes a miscut a one under tournament for Webb and for Bryson. And it, it kind of makes it a little more. Okay. I, I don't think it means that they're really far off for Webb right now, but he just, he, he's not in the form that he was. He hasn't all year. He hasn't been in the form that he was last year, um, which is extremely good. It's just been just a little bit off, just a little bit off from last year. Yeah. I think if you would have told me Webb Simpson wouldn't win this season. I would have been very surprised. He he has not won yet. Obviously, some time to go in some uh, events that he has played. I was just gonna say he's got Wyndham still on the calendar, but I I, I think I would be surprised at this point. Yeah. Of course, the injury certainly goes uh, a long way to 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 stopping that. So. Here's what we're going to do. We've got uh, two more rounds to go at the Rocket Mortgage. We've got two more recap pods coming for you. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there. It's Greg Ducharme, who you can find on Twitter at the Real GFD, And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time.